0: no purchase necessary void are prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
1: it's Tia it's been a Mississippi minute but we bite, baby
2: Ain't no like that. Nah, what's up Pink Posse it's your girl Joc ja. and yup we back at it like a crack at it
0: it's your girl Jiggy aka Tanika listen pull up on us it's time to cut up cause we back what's up Pink Posse it's your girl Koji
1: and we're back. Pink Sunday Radio. I think one of the fatal flaws is we see. I feel like Patrice is the flip side of, Miss, of Keishon of Miss Mississippi. Because I think if we go back into Patrice's, whatever happened with her and Mercedes' father. And I, I in my mind, I feel like her father wasn't about shit. So I think we see the flip side of – I said this, I don't know if it was a bonus or a regular episode, where Keyshawn's reaction – to her not being having a shitty father or a father that kind of abandoned her and, of course, a shitty significant other is she's become kind of meek and timid and stuff like that. I think Patrice's kind of flip side of that is her reaction is she became like this cutthroat person, and because she doesn't have any connections, because I think she also feels like she can't trust people, she has nobody that balances her. There's nobody there to say this is wrong. Don't steal from your daughter. Don't do these kind of things. So she's kind of gotten to this world where there's no real moral compass. And I'm hoping in future episodes and seasons to see that round out a little bit and somebody come into Patrice's life that shows her it doesn't have to be like this. Okay.
2: So I feel like Patrice is a side character of Mercedes story. And I think that's why we don't have a lot of outside connection um with Patrice outside of like, you know, what's going on with what was going on with Pastor Gilfield and that we're mostly focused on her relationship with Mercedes but because Harriet really does be able to show as Patrice, I would like to see her um, more of her story. So I would like to say I'm sort of in agreement, if I'm reading what you said correctly, is that I feel like she, her flaw is that she um, has one of those that she has no one. She's always had to um, hustle for it grind for it, trick, maneuver, steal for things, and I feel like that might have been her life prior to motherhood, and then that was her life trying to take care of Mercedes, you know, um, I got to sleep here and get on my knees there, um, which may cause resentment, you know, she's also dealing with that situation of not feeling respected um, as a person, let alone, you know, um, as a woman of God and a pastor, et cetera. So I think that desire to, um, in the process of her having this desire to rise above and show that she's more than, um, that woman who's knee on the streets, but it's kind of like she's shifty. She'll do anything to get there and she doesn't care who that upsets. Uh, you know, she doesn't care if it hurts her daughter, if it hurts the city if it hurts, you know, whoever's along for the road. And so, um yeah, I guess I would just round it out to her flaw just being she needs a lot she needs a lot of healing. And I don't think she has anyone to tell her you're wrong. You know, this is not how you do things. This is not how you build bridges. You actually could go further making friends, but that's just, I guess, my thought.
0: Um, so for me, I kind of had the question, so is Patrice a villain in this story? Because I know Katori described her as a villain. I, I don't know if she's the, the one villain of the story, but then I wonder, can a villain have fatal flaws? Because isn't the point – of you know isn't that the point of the villain because like when i when i when I look down if i if I like google a list of character flaws in t v shows like Patrice has a lot of these, she's manipulative, she's hypocritical, disrespectful, judgmental, you know controlling, and all of those are character flaws or fatal flaws, but they are also all the things that make her the villain, so, like, she, she, she has to have those things, like, I don't know what the hell I'm saying, <laughs> but, um, no, well, I don't like, think so we're, right, I don't think we're ever going to, to get to a point in the show where, you know, she needs healing, but if she heals, then she's not the show's villain. Right, she needs to have, you know, uh uh friends or companions and the things that she does on the show, but then if she has those, is she still the villain of the show? I don't know if she is actually the villain of the show, but that's how I look at her. So I don't think she can she can heal from those things or, or become a character that doesn't have any of those things because then she wouldn't be the Patrice of the show.
2: Uh
1: Hmm. I see what she's saying. Um, yeah, especially since of course says that she is the villain of the show, but I feel like she can still be the villain, and they can try to heal some of the characteristics and she can still have that manipulative, conniving side of her, um, which is what mm-hmm. would what would make her such a great mayor, she is right now. You know what I'm saying? Because she has that right. manipulative and conniving tactic, she can really bring such a spicy, um, great, 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 uh, some really good moments in the next season, you know? Um One thing for me about Patrice is that she uses the word of God in such a terrible way. She uses the word of God to really take advantage of people. You know, like, um, you know, because the word is... People don't believe the word. Right? Like, <clears throat> for a lot of people, if you take someone who is just kind of speaking in general, and then you take someone who's giving you scripture, right? Who's giving you all the breakdowns of the Bible, right? Then a lot of people in the world, especially southern culture, is going to follow the person that's giving you all the words, right? And on them, they got so much dirt under their belt, they are no good. They just stole $20,000 from their daughter, right? But they got all this scripture going on. And for me, this is a character flaw. She is around there just using this word. And that girl is, and that woman is not right. She ain't right. She ain't, she ain't so fucking good. Stealing money. And, and she just, she, she just not right. So I don't know. That's that's just my thoughts uh, thoughts about her. So I'm not a super church person. I've kind of alluded to that here and there. Um, I'm just not. For me, most people that I meet that um, are super into the church, it's always an instant side eye for me, like in real life, because to me, (laughs) most of the people that are super into the church are just like the Like, they'd be like the worst people ever, like almost all the time. And I I know there's exceptions, but just my life experience, I'm always not shocked or taken aback, but that some of the worst people that I've met are church people, and I think that is one of her fatal flaws is she is trying to use the word Mm -hmm. to redeem herself, Mm -hmm. but it's what people like her do, it's everything is in the name of the church. Like, to her, she honestly believes taking Mercedes 20 grand is justified because she was called and so in her mind she's thinking god put this 20 grand in my hand so i can go ahead and speak his word and do the calling of the lord and stuff like that because even when she's in this prison scene in the episode we just rewatched she's like basically told mercedes all you gotta do is get behind me in this church because, you know, if you do that and invest in what I'm doing with the church, then all will be forgiven and healed, and you'll see it like I see it. And that is a big problem that we see. I'm glad. I love the way they're highlighting it. Um, And I don't know if maybe Katori and them also have a similar experience to me where the really churchy people um, are like this because there's not one person that's big in the church in this series that we've seen that's a good person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I agree. Um I mean again and I know me and John have said that said this before, like we I know for me I was raised Catholic then because of certain circumstances I had to convert to uh Baptist Living with my grandmother because it was just ain't no Catholics in this house. But anyway, um, so I had to really get into the whole Baptist culture and join the choir and all this kind of stuff. You know, the 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 um uh ladies with the nurses, you know, uniform on and the big fans and the hats and everything else and you knew that the knew that the sisters were sleeping with the pastors and everything else, but child, it was a lot of stuff going on in there and I was just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And you up in here and all this word, but come to find out you're sleeping with the pastor. Yeah, it was a lot of stuff going on. But um yeah, I, th- I think that's part of the why part of the reason why I've kinda not that I, I mean, I don't go as, as, as much, you know. Like, Easter, yeah, we will, we'll go to our Catholic church, but, but I am a lot I'm more removed from, you know, going to the sanctuary. I, I kind of like have my beliefs, as long as it's in my heart, soul, I say my prayers that, it's just, yeah, anyway. So, yeah. Jav, do you oh. agree with Tanika that Patrice is never going to see redemption? Um,
2: so that, that's, that's actually a pretty good question that least into what I was going to say anyway. So I, as Koji started to say, um, I am not currently a very churchy person, but in the same sense, I am very um currently very spiritually led but I did used to um go to church. I was in church uh from the age of being eighteen years old to roughly COVID twenty twenty. I was a every Sunday church kind of person. I was in the choir, the dance ministry, the praise team, the this and the that. And um I do feel like a lot of people don't get into church and they don't believe into it because of the church hurt. But you know, not to get into the Christian rhetoric that I feel like is spewed every day. But again, it's another one of those situations where sick people don't go to the hospital. you know, sick, pe- sick people go to the hospital. Well, people don't. And so within the church, you do have a lot of people who are sick um, mentally, and there are some are coming there to find their healing. But you also Know that a sick place is, a, you know, a hospital is also a place where some of these doctors are bullshitting you for your. Um, instead of treating what you're, what you have, they're treating your symptoms so they can keep getting your money, and so you run into these similar problems within the church, right? With, with, um, with Pastor Woodbine, Mayor Bishop Woodbine, I do feel like maybe at, maybe she's in a battle. I do think she manipulates the church a lot. I do think that, um, but I feel like she might have gone there to find redemption at some point. And maybe along the line of seeing how many cheating, money grubbing, you know, BS nonsense was going on in that church, she then started to use it like they use it for her come up, for her manipulation. But because I do believe that until you – no, I do not believe that. I was, about to, <laughs> I, was about to, I was about to say, on one hand, I do believe that most people, um, as long as you're still breathing, you have a chance to change who you are. You know, so um, you can – there's possibility for redemption. I feel like when I was at my own church, people used to come just to hear the choir. But then they would hear a word that changed them. Right, and then so I feel like some people still have that. It's not too late for Pastor Woodline, quote unquote, to maybe you know, at season five uh, or the other, something like that, to finally see the light. But then you have narcissists, psychopaths, sociopaths, and stuff like that, and they're, in my opinion, what I've learned about them is they are never going to um, turn over that type of leaf, and so. Pastor Woodbine could very well be that person, too. So I guess to round up all of that, because to my answer just being for the show's purpose, no, absolutely not. I don't see Pastor Woodbine completely, 100%, going on the good path. But also this show, everybody's character is just that, some good, some bad. You know, whether they, if they're the hero, they do some wrong for the right reasons. If there's a villain, they might do some right for the wrong reason. So, I don't know.
1: I don't think we'll ever see a full redemption. What I do think is when she gets into this next season where she's the mayor and she is going up against the Kyles and the council and stuff like that, I think we are going to see her do some different things when she really gets into the nitty-gritty of how much the black people in Chekalisa are oppressed. And I think there's going to be a few things where – I think there's going to be a moment where if she goes with the council and the cows and stuff like that, she would actually benefit – but Chuckalisa, the citizens of Chukalisa, specifically the black citizens, would lose. And I think what we're going to see in that moment is her making the decision where she loses, but the people of the city win. So it won't be a full redemption, but it'll be something that redeems her in the eyes
0: of the viewers. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I was going to say, I don't think um, there's a point where she's ever going to be Completely one hundred percent redeemed, but I don't think she's irredeemable i think I think we're going to see a point where her relationship with mercedes that part is is fixed and redeemed, and she 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 pays for in some type of way all the things that she did to Mercedes and fixes all of that with terrorist and everything. but I think the mayor bishop part of her character, and I don't know if it she redeems the 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 bishop part and the mayor is still villainous or vice versa but somewhere in there i think there's going to be a a push and pull between those two and 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 one part is going to be redeemed and the other one is still going to be villainous i think she will for always be the villain on the show at the end but some of the characteristics will be redeemed Okay,
1: that was a very good, insightful discussion about about uh, Patrice. Um, Let's get into Corbin Shaft, Mr. Thug himself. I think his character flaw—I mean, to me, I think he suffers. Like a lot of people, identity crisis, you know, um, being a mixed child, being the bastard son. I mean, anybody with the bastard son being a secret, you know, in a small town like this, uh, that's very, very hard. Um, it makes it very difficult when you're trying to find your place. He had to put on a lot of masks to make his uh make his way, and even with that mask, he's still not accepted. Uh, as you can see, Cliff has accepted him; therefore, they have become best friends have become best friends, and in my opinion, more. I think at this point, everybody kind of feels like that. They have that sub, dom, and, and just a little bit more relationship. But um, I just think Corbin is trying to find his place. and And sometimes when you do that, you straddle the line of loyalty as well, just like in the field. Um, when he was working, he wasn't fully transparent with Cliff. You know what I'm saying? You have to kind of play both sides, and playing both sides can, um, you know, can, can become unloyal to people, can hurt people that way, can um, really mess up friendships like that, which we learned later on, you know? So... Um, let's start
0: with Sanika's
1: thoughts on that.
0: So, so for me, I think the one thing I think is of all the characters, Corbin is the one who I can see his fatal flaw actually being his downfall. Like we talk about Uncle Clifford's fatal flaw being her desire to, you know please everyone and protect everyone but in the end like she's the main character so that's not going to end up being her downfall but i think corbin's um desire to get what he feels like he owes to to be respected as a Kyle and to be um in proximity to the the power that being a quote-unquote white Kyle would bring in this um, mm-hmm. in this city. Mm-hmm. And just his proximity to the Kyle brothers could end up actually really being his downfall because just being around him, I think is around them, which is uh, Wayne and Wyatt Kyle, is going to be, I can see that being a problem for him in the seasons to come. I think they're definitely going to end up betraying him in some kind of way with the casino deal and maybe even the thing with the canal. And I can see all of this really causing him some, some problems in the coming season.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think his issue goes back to that he doesn't, you know, he doesn't know where he fits in, you know. He's not black enough. He's not white enough, you know. And I agree with um, he's on that search for a power that he'll never possess. Um, He's on that search for acknowledgement. you know, and he'll – do what he, whatever he's willing, you know, he'll, he'll do anything to be um, seen, and we see that often. You know, like no matter how many times his brothers have um, harmed him, he's still looking for their acceptance. He's still hoping that one day they'll allow him to be in the in the club where he already has a. Um, what we've seen on the show, a found family that accepts him. But for whatever reason, that's not enough for him. You know, and we see that um, when he goes, when he's at the um, the meeting in season two, he says, you know, hi, I'm Corbin Cal," And he, he wants that to have some weight. He wants that to mean something. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately... And Lisa, you know, like you're the bastard's son. It's not going to mean as much as being Wayne Kyle, Wyatt Kyle. And and, and 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 so he's on a never ending search for something he won't have. You know, Uncle Clifford says, I know what thing I'll never be. You know, and I feel like that speaks to Corbin not realizing you will you may be light As you can get, you will never be white and you'll never have the power that your white brothers have and that whiteness holds in this city. Mm -hmm. And so I I agree with uh, what Tanika said as far as that will be his downfall because the allies he could have had, he will stab them in the back just on the thought and the possibility that he will one day have that, that weight to his name and that acceptance and he never will. And I agree. Them them Kyle brothers going to get him out of that money and out of any prestige he thought he was getting by coming up with this plan.
0: So
1: for me, I think – so there's a very basic quality of Corbin's um, – fatal flaws or character flaws, that is, I'm mixed race and I'm not black enough for the black folks and I'm not white enough for the white folks. That's a very, like, basic, oversimplified version. However, everything about what is actually Corbin Kyle makes it so much more complex because I'm really interested in the fact that, from what I'm understanding, his last name has been Kyle his whole life. So this is supposed to be a secret, but he has this big patriarch of of the town, this big oil magnate, whatever it is that the cows are supposed to be. Because I think in um, Dan Johnson's interview, he said that the father, the daddy cow, was supposed to be like a big oil guy, and obviously they have the fields, and there's probably some slave money there, too. But he's always been a Kyle, so I'm so interested – and I think more than anything, that's where the identity crisis and the not black enough, not white enough, because he's living in regular as Chuck Lisa with the Kyle last name. So it's no way for him to not have an identity crisis, because you're literally watching across the hill, the Kyle's living in this mansion, your mom works there as a maid, so you're... Like, I don't know. I'm just so interested, and I hope we do get this, in what the relationship that he had with the dad growing up, because it seemed like the dad loved him and probably did do some things for him and his mom throughout the time that he was living. And then, of course, like most most of the time happens in this situation, he dies, and, of course, I'm going to now acknowledge my bastard son and give him all the stuff that I couldn't give in life. But I think that that's really it. It's just, it's it's not even acceptance. It's such a, like, I can't even imagine. I have the last name of the biggest family in the city. So everyone secretly knows that, like, it's a secret, but how much of a secret is it? Because, I mean, how many goddamn cows could there be in the town? And none of the other cows are half black, So I'm sure everyone knew, and I'm sure that was a big source of contention Where it's like he's just always running after that Kyle legacy, and he's willing to do it by any means necessary. It doesn't matter who I mess over. I don't care if I mess over my best friend who's grown up with me my whole life. I don't care. Like, he didn't really care about messing over his brothers, quote-unquote. Now, obviously, they're not close, but I think that is he's still trying to chase this identity of what he thinks he should be that he's doing it by any means necessary. Because even for me, second season, the way he was interacting with Haley I thought was a bit much because him and Haley have never had any type of real Negative interactions with each other, in fact, their first interaction she was a pole dancer what is that lap dance assassin and all this other stuff. But because now she's in the way of him achieving this Kyle legacy is she's all types of dishes he's grabbing her up out the things, which I don't think any of that is in his character, but he's so like focused on getting to this legacy, this position that he's willing to kind of. Throw any of his morals and loyalties out the window. Yeah, I was here uh, yeah, going going into that point. That shit was mad weird. How he started treating Haley like she was indeed all kinds of bitches, and you know, I. I don't know if he felt like because he became part of her and you know he was so with with the uh, cliff and now hey pink posse I want to let you know about a movie coming out called southern gospel it's a story of a man overcoming brokenness and never surrendering the dream on his journey to find the gospel tickets are now available at southerngospel-tickets.com. I've got my tickets. Do you?
0: Appreciate y'all for listening to the show. You can find us on Blog Talk Radio by using the link bit.ly slash Pink Sunday. For Apple Podcasts, go to pinksundayradio.com. Make sure to listen to the replay, you leave a five-star rating in the review, as well as a subscribe. For Google Podcasts, go to PinkSundayRadio.com slash Google Podcast. as well as Spotify at PinkSundayRadio.com slash Spotify. Hope to see you all at the next episode. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's
0: office.